millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Neighbor has been stalking me for a month. I female have noticed my neighbor doing some pretty creepy shit. The initial encounter was about a month ago, while I was walking my dog up a street that's about a quarter mile from my house. The man was talking with a group of people three, and as I walked by he ran up to pet my dog. He was asking me questions about my dog, such as name and gender. He then began to ask me questions about where I lived, but more so asking for confirmation as if he somehow knew already. X, you live at XYZ, right? This made me uncomfortable so I went to leave, and then he attempted to give me a hug and kiss me on the cheek. Previous to this, I had never met this person. After walking away I thought the whole situation was weird, but would proceed with caution in the future. Since then there's been increase in encounters with this neighbor, such as walking up the street with my significant other, then the neighbor seemed to be waiting for us as we were walking by. Without saying anything he began calling our dog and trying to pet him. He continued this even as we were walking away, two days after the initial encounter. Drove by the house ten times within a short time period. This happened at night while my boyfriend and I were walking the dog. When he saw us he slowed down, turned on his hazards, flashed his headlights, 
honked and shouted hey out the window with his music blasting. The song he was blasting happened to be Window Shopper by 50 Cent. The circling began once we got in the house. Two weeks ago, he was in his vehicle, waiting at the edge of the property. I noticed him when I walked outside with my dog, and then he quickly drove off. Four or five days after the circling, lurking at a stop sign in front of my home. As I was returning home from walking the dog, I noticed the neighbor standing near the stop signing looking toward my home. He ran off when he noticed that I had seen him. Four days ago, he was waiting as his vehicle on the edge of the property where he had clear view of the basement door. He was noticed by some guests as they left through the door and he proceeded to drive off. Tonight, all the encounters happened to coincide with when we walked the dog four times a day. I've noticed that he tends to be outside more around the times I would normally walk the dog. In that situation I go back inside and wait 45 minutes to walk, or go to the dog park for an hour instead. Unfortunately we weren't able to record these encounters, but we plan to start recording our walks from start to end, along with when we go outside just in case he's there. The frequency has made me feel targeted as well as unsafe while walking my dog. I have taken a photo of the license plate, but I don't have much physical evidence. I'd like to call the police, but without evidence I doubt they can do anything. Any recommendations would be greatly appreciated. I originally shared this last night, but I deleted it on accident while trying to delete a different post. I ended up removing some specific details from the story this time around, so if you happened to catch it last night, then you got the uncensored version. I used to live in a three-story house with my parents, younger sibling, and our dog. We moved into this house a few months before my younger sibling was born, and that was when we first met the neighbors across the street. Lucas, who was the oldest child in their family, was always a bit strange but there were some aspects of his personality that were more than just strange. They were straight up disturbing. It would take hours to cover everything, so I'm just going to get straight to the point. I'm almost positive that Lucas has been inside of our house in the middle of the night. Our house was built on a hill, so it looked like it was only two stories from the front, and the basement was connected to the backyard. The yards in this neighborhood were much larger than they are in newer housing developments, so it would have been very easy for someone to enter our backyard unnoticed. Despite this, my family was terrible about making sure all of the basement doors were locked. My younger sibling and I would always go in and out when we were playing in the backyard, or someone would go down to let the dog out, and we would end up forgetting to lock one of the doors before bed. We also lived in a safe area where it was common for people to leave their doors unlocked. However, my family did always lock the door leading down to the basement every night, along with all of the other doors on the main level of the house. I had a messed up sleep schedule back then, so I would usually still be awake at 3 or 4 in the morning. There are two specific instances that happen very late at night, which make me think that Lucas has been inside of our house without our knowledge. One night, I was in my bedroom on the upper level of the house, it was probably around 2.30 in the morning when I suddenly heard the sound of an angry growl coming from downstairs. 
Thinking that my dog had spotted a cat in the front yard, I quickly rushed downstairs to stop him from barking and waking up my entire family. This kind of thing would happen every now and then, so I wasn't thinking too much of it at the time. But instead of going downstairs and finding my dog by the front window, I found him by the locked door that leads down to the basement. The fur on the back of his neck was standing up and his nose was pressed to the bottom of the door. I instantly froze when I realized what was happening, there was something or someone on the other side of the basement door. I was barely a teenager at the time, so I began to panic and started making my way upstairs as quietly as possible. I woke up both of my parents, but neither of them took me very seriously. My dad just assumed that my dog was hearing random noises coming from outside, but he did eventually go down to check things out. He said that everything downstairs looked normal, but he also mentioned that we forgot to lock one of the basement doors that night. Then there was another time that I was up late and in my room, but this time, instead of hearing my dog growling, I heard a loud bark that echoed through the entire house. The sound was sudden and intense, similar to a gunshot, and it almost made me jump out of my chair. Assuming again that my dog had seen a cat outside, I quickly looked out of my bedroom window and tried to spot whatever he was barking at. But my heart suddenly dropped when, instead of seeing a cat, I saw Lucas running out of our front yard in the pitch black. I watched him run across the street and back towards his own house before I rushed to close the curtains and duck out of sight. I remember sitting there struggling to process what I had just seen and questioning why Lucas would be in our yard in the middle of the night. I told my mom about it the very next morning, and she said that she would bring it up to Lucas' mom. Because of these two instances, and because of other details that I can't include, I'm 99% sure that Lucas has been inside of our house in the middle of the night. If you knew the entire story behind this family, then you would also find the thought of this to be extremely disturbing. I do want to mention that this all happened years ago. My family no longer lives in that house, and those neighbors across the street are doing fine. But looking back on everything now, I'm realizing just how creepy the situation truly was. After reading some of your guys' stories, I feel ready to share my very creepy and uncomfortable encounter. So this has been a few years since this happened, but to this day, I feel almost sick thinking about that night. When I was in my very early 20s, I lived in some pretty shitty, albeit cheap, two apartments that were known for being a little sketchy for the area. This is the US. By the way, there was this neighbor that always seemed to be listening to James Brown and Motown, so even though he seemed a bit off, I thought, how could he be that weird if he's chilling to some old school music? I'd hear him blast his music and have louder conversations, but then again we both had studio apartments that were touching so I just would play music to not hear his so loudly. One night, he was drinking a lot and had his girlfriend around. You could hear him being belligerent, but nothing that seemed out of the ordinary for him, I suppose. It wasn't too late, so I headed out for the night with some friends while my boyfriend at the time stayed in. I got dropped off around 1am or so, and as we were driving into the parking lot from afar, we see my neighbor outside in between cars and the apartment looking sorta odd. Okay, weird, whatever this guy is kinda just creepy anyways. At that point my friends were more weirded out than I was, 
but I didn't think much of it and had them drop me off near the entrance because it was easier for them to leave. That was until they drove away and I walked up to go into my apartment, which I had to pass his first. I swear my heart dropped because he was standing still by then with his body hidden by the bush that is between our apartments, like the funny Homer Simpson meme, but actually not funny whatsoever because as I approached, it seemed like he thought maybe I didn't see him because it was so dark out and he was still a statue. I waved and mumbled hi because I freaking see you and I'm not going to pretend that I don't at this point so don't even try anything since no one was out on a weekday at this hour. At that point after acknowledging he was there, he stepped out of the side of the bush and came into the dim porch light and never in my life have I looked into eyes like that. My heart is racing as I type this. They were white and dark, fully dilated just like a wild animal, almost lunatic if I were to express his energy as well. He didn't say anything but give me a bone-chilling look and I ran into my apartment immediately. My boyfriend was drowsy since it was late, but he did say neighbor's music was loud and continued for some time and he heard a ton of noise and arguing earlier but didn't think anything of it. That night, all night we heard thumps, and it also sounded like furniture was moving. Now it just weirded me out knowing he was awake in the state I viewed him in, which seemed almost primal. The next morning I heard the cops outside banging on his door, and was partially relieved to see them, but then super scared of why they were there in the first place. They took him away in handcuffs shortly after demanding to be let in and asked me when was the last time I had talked or seen him and I told him about that night, the arguing, noises, frightening encounter, and thumping all night. What I found out during the next day will make my stomach turn forever. I was told this from the groundskeeper, details I will keep simple since it was horrendous. That Motown James Brown listening neighbor brutally murdered his girlfriend that night, dismembered parts of her, and dragged the rest of her body near the train tracks which was directly behind our apartments. It hit me that the cold, primal, and wide-eyed look I had seen in that man was that of a person who just took another human being's life in such a vicious, disgusting way. I felt so sad for this woman who did not deserve to go like that. She was always quiet, sweet, and seemed a bit down on her luck, usually asking for cigarettes when I encountered her. To this day my stomach turns thinking about how close I was to death quite literally and how he could have ambushed me out of insanity since he was just waiting in the darkness when I walked up. Basically to all of you who follow their intuition and gut feeling, listen to it. If you have a bad feeling about someone even if they seem harmless, stay a safe distance the hell away from them. I moved into a different apartment right after because it was too much thinking about what had happened. That neighbor went to jail, and I saw his booking photo so damn scary to see him again and I just hope he's staying in jail where he belongs. Not so much creepy, but more so sad. When my first husband and I moved into a little place of our own, our neighbors were a retired doctor and his wife. Their property surrounded ours on all sides, and they were friendly and kind people. Fast forward a few months, and my husband is grilling in our backyard. Mr. Neighbor is working in his garden, which is close to our property line. Husband is suddenly struck in the back with a flying clump of dirt. 
He turns to Mr. Neighbor, who now has his fists raised, old-timey boxing style. Mr. Neighbor begins screaming, Come on, chicken shit. You want to fight me? I hear the commotion come outside and see my husband starting at Mr. Neighbor puzzled. The next day we see Mr. Neighbor on his tractor, pulling an industrial-sized garden rake. All the way down the length of his paved drive, a horrid screeching sound echoing through the neighborhood. My husband yells to ask if Mr. Neighbor is okay, and Mr. Neighbor responds, Your wife is a whore. She talks to her mother with that foul mouth. I tell Mr. Neighbor to shove it up his ass and decide that we need to have a word with Miss Neighbor. Miss Neighbor apologizes and says she has no idea what is wrong. Several weeks later, I am drinking coffee and looking out our living room window when I see that Mr. Neighbor is sitting in my car in the driveway, flicking the lights off and on. I run outside, and Mr. Neighbor tells me that it is his car, not mine, and that he is going to race it. I take Mr. Neighbor by the hand and lead him back to the top of his driveway and instruct him to go home. I then proceed back into my own house, where he promptly follows me inside after entangling himself in a barbed wire fence. I walk him all the way to his door in my bathrobe. Miss Neighbor still insists that nothing is wrong. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. A few months later, Mr. Neighbor decides to go for a walk. Cue search and rescue on a TVS all evening, who luckily finally located Mr. Neighbor in a wooded area near a creek. Miss Neighbor moved Mr. Neighbor to an assisted living home. Miss Neighbor never told us what was really going on with Mr. Neighbor, so we can only assume it was Alzheimer's. God rest your soul, Mr. Neighbor. I will never forget the precious memories of you calling my husband a chicken shit and me a whore. Before my parents split up, we lived in a lovely big townhouse, and it's situated on a very busy main road. One of the shady guys who lived next door, who looked like a full-grown Mowgli lived in one of the floors. It was the same style of building, but had been separated into flats. He was very docile, methadone tends to do this. Except for the time when he launched himself out of his bedroom window, a good 18 feet up and landed with an almighty bang on one of the many abandoned working project cars that lined up outside. We ran from watching TV to see what had happened to see him pick himself, inspect with probably a sense of pride the reasonable dent in the bonnet, and then sprinted up the road. This is also the same man who had to get a tetanus injection after standing on a nail in his bedroom. 
We could often hear the police radio scanner they used as loud as day in the back garden. And when my parents broke up, one of the kind gentlemen offered to my mum that he could take care of him, my dad. She politely refused. When my wife got pregnant, we left our high-rise apartment and sublet a condo in a quieter part of the city until I could finish school and we could look for a house in the suburbs. Our next-door neighbor was a golf pro who spent the winter in Florida before coming back up north for the summer golf season. We moved into the place in September and never met him. One day, a few weeks after he returned, there was a four-page letter sticking on our door. In it, this dude took four pages imploring us to keep down the noise because we were causing massive vibrations of the floor and it was driving him crazy. We had no idea what he was talking about because most of the day my wife was at work and I was at school and at night we were fairly quiet. But we did go out of our way to be even quieter. A little over a week or so later we got a call from the building manager asking telling us to keep the noise down. This went on for another month until finally the guy somehow got my phone number and called me up. He was screaming about all the racket and how if we didn't stop we'd be sorry. This sent me into Papa Bear mode since I had just finished my last hitch in the army and my last of three deployments to Iraq. I told calmly told him I had no idea what he was talking about because me and my wife were on vacation and had been out of town for the last week and a half. I also told him that if he threatened me or my family again he'd be the one who was sorry because I went into some details about my experiences in the war and I'm not afraid to do it again to an old man. And I also told him I was planning on informing the police about his threats and complaints. He ended up leaving for Florida ahead of schedule a few weeks later. Interestingly enough, I became the creepy neighbor after that. My wife and I moved into a posh hotel as soon as he came back while we were closing on our house. I left out a bunch of stuff, but it was completely insane. My older sister and I, I'm male, shared a room for a very long time. Our room had a big window that faced the street and one day, as I was changing out of my soccer uniform, I happened to look out the window and saw our neighbor across the street watching me change, like blatantly staring at me. I closed the curtains but less than 15 minutes later he comes knocking on the door to tell me he's not gay or a pedophile but that it's usually my sister who's changing at this time, which is why he was looking. I told him she was only 14 she developed early, and was very tall for her age or gender, and was therefore definitely underage and the creepy, perverted smile he had turned into a look of horror as my dad pulled up from work. He moved less than a month later, and we always kept the curtains closed from that point on. my current neighbor. She's a hoarder and her crap is starting to spill over my side of the driveway. I suspect her house may have bed bugs back of the bed bug spray she leaves outside her house for all to see. But the creepy part about her is how she can creepy sneak up behind you as I pull into the driveway and get out of the car. She offer you veggies which are rotten these she scavenge off somewhere. I caught her one time at her yard, which our properties are just divided by a six-fall picket fence, and she was digging through the rubbish at night. 
She also has crosses and various religious relics posted all over the exterior of her house. I'm religious, but hers was overkill. ILO's found evidence that she's been going through my own trash bins, meaning she either trespasses my yard, or she waits till I take the trash out and goes through them. I am looking into installing a webcam. I had a neighbor up the street that used to crouch down behind her couch and peer out at me whenever I was working on my car or doing stuff outside. Just her eyes and the top of her head. She must have been crouching on the couch the whole time, sometimes for more than an hour. I knew it was her because she would move around from time to time or leave for a bit, then come back. But I guess she didn't want me to see her watching me, but I still totally did, and they never closed their curtains during the day. Before I begin the story, let me give you some background information. I'm a 26-year-old female, and I often get unwanted attention. I'm married, and at the time of this story, my husband's brother was living with us. We live in newly built townhomes, and everyone in our unit moved in during the same week. In the townhome next to ours, there's a mom and her son, who was in his late 20s or early 30s. Next to them, there's another young married couple we became friends with, as we're all around the same age. Now, this story happened a little over a year ago when we noticed that the mom and son had a guest staying with them. We didn't pay much attention to it, but one morning, while I was taking my dog for a walk, I smelled cigarette smoke as soon as I stepped out of my door. I didn't think too much about it because my brother-in-law smokes right in front of our townhome. There's a long piece of land that hasn't been built on yet, and I usually walk my dog there every morning. So, the next morning when I got there, I heard someone behind me say, You look really nice today. I turned around and saw that it was the guy who had been staying with my neighbor. I was a bit confused because I had just gotten out of bed and was still in my pajamas. He then greeted me with, Good morning, and I said, Good morning back. Then he asked me if I smoked, and I said no. I was starting to feel really uncomfortable around this guy so I just kept walking. By the time I got back home, he had already left. When I told my husband what happened, he found it strange too. We didn't know much about this guy or who he was, so my husband told me to be cautious when I walked our dog. The next day when I went out to walk our dog, I checked to see if the creepy neighbor was around. I didn't see him, so I started my walk. About a minute later, I felt someone behind me, and when I looked, it was him again. I started walking a bit faster to create some distance between us, and that's when our dog needed to go to the bathroom. So, I moved to the side to let my dog do her business. The neighbor kept getting closer to us, and my dog started barking loudly and wouldn't stop. I started walking quickly to another part of the neighborhood, but he kept following us and getting closer. It made both me and my dog really uncomfortable so I decided to go back home. Remember, my dog still hadn't had a chance to do her business. Anyway, my husband was already at work, but I still wanted to call and tell him what happened. He suggested I feed the dog and get ready for work, and hopefully by the time I finished, the creepy neighbor would have gone back inside. So, I did as he suggested. When I later opened my front door to walk the dog again, to my surprise, 
He was in the middle of the road throwing punches. I quickly closed my door and decided to take my dog to my parents' house before going to work. I planned to pick her up after work. For the rest of that week, I only walked my dog when my husband was home because I felt uneasy. I wasn't sure if it was just my imagination or if something was really wrong. He didn't follow me now, but whenever I went for a walk, he would come outside to smoke and just stare at me. I did share this with my family so they would know what was happening. It was the Tuesday just before Thanksgiving, and my mom and sister had decided to come over to help decorate the outside of my house for Christmas. I went inside to search for something, and one of my sisters and my mom stayed outside. The creepy neighbor came out and looked at them, then said, Oh, there's two of you. My sister and mom immediately came back inside because they felt uncomfortable, now knowing that he had followed me before. They stayed for a little while, but they had to leave because it was getting late. About 30 minutes later, my brother-in-law came home, and I asked him if he knew who the guy staying with our neighbor was. He wanted to know why and what was going on, so I explained what had been happening. He rushed out the front door without telling us where he was going or what he was going to do. It was already midnight, so my husband and I went to bed. I had to work all day the next day, so I didn't have a chance to talk to my brother-in-law and find out what had happened. Two days later, I was taking my dog out as usual, but on my way back, I noticed the mom who lives next door intentionally checking her mail at the same time I was outside. She then stopped me and asked what the problem was with her son. Then I realized that he wasn't just visiting, but likely living there permanently. So, I explained to her that her son had been following me around in the neighborhood, and it made me feel really uncomfortable. She reassured me that I had nothing to worry about, and that he was harmless. She mentioned that he had some personal issues that he dealt with by taking walks, but emphasized that he meant no harm. I didn't believe what she told me, so I just said, okay, thanks, and went back inside. Later, when my brother-in-law came downstairs, I asked if he had talked to the mom. That's when he told me what happened. He explained that he had knocked on her door repeatedly until she finally answered. He sternly told her to keep her son in check and warned her that if he ever heard about another encounter between his sister-in-law and her son, they would have a serious problem. My brother-in-law is a pretty intimidating guy with a short temper, so he made it very clear that nobody should mess with me or my husband. Later, it turns out that the creepy neighbor guy has bipolar disorder and schizophrenia. Also, I learned that the things the creepy neighbor was doing to me, he was doing to other women too. One woman had even tried to use pepper spray on him, but he managed to block it and grab the pepper spray attached to her keys. In the process of trying to take her keys, he ended up punching the woman in the face. The woman called the police and got a legal order that said he couldn't stay in the apartment complex anymore. So, his mom put him in a hotel while she tried to figure out where he could live, but he ended up scaring the other people staying at the hotel too. The hotel manager tried to make him leave, but he started saying strange things and threatened to hurt everyone there. The woman called the police again and got another legal order that said he couldn't stay in the apartment complex anymore. Things got so bad that the manager had to call the police to remove him, and they finally got him out of there. He then went to stay with his aunt until his mom's lease ended, 
and she could move somewhere else. That's why he's living with his mom again. It's surprising that his mom still says he's harmless even though he has even harmed her. I haven't had any problems with him since my brother-in-law talked to him. Thankfully, I have a job that keeps me out of the house a lot, but I still try not to be home alone. It's really terrible not feeling safe in your own home. G.I. Joe. I called him that cause he looked like a G.I. Joe doll, and he was in the Marines. My mom and I lived in a shitty apartment in not the best area for a few months. He would walk around and patrol the apartment. He also would sit on his deck and clean his knives and guns as well as a random crossbow he had. He was nice enough and loved to talk about guns and fishing, and even helped me move a heavy TV to the trash once. We had a problem with people breaking into cars and stealing shit. One night I hear shouting in Spanish and two colos running down the street. G.I. Joe is behind them with a baseball bat, rocking a pair of tidy whiteies and combat boots. He chased the colos down the block threatening to kill them. The cops showed up and took a report, but no one was apprehended. G.I. Joe stepped up patrols after that, 